Hello everyone and welcome to Conversation of Change, the podcast that features social entrepreneurs that create inspiring and positively impactful work. I'm Karen, a change maker with Make the Change, a social enterprise in Singapore offering learning programs to tertiary students and persons with disabilities. We also offer creative services to businesses as well as educating corporates about creating lasting impacts and attaining their targeted CSR goals. Today, we will be speaking to Masami Sato, who is the co-founder of Buy One, Give One, a social enterprise in Singapore and non-profit organization in the US. They help SMEs achieve more social impact through implementing giving activities. Hi, Masami. Thanks so much for joining us today. Uh, would you like to just give a short introduction uh, of yourself to our listeners, uh, who you are and what you advocate for? Um, hi, Karen. Um, I'm Masami Sato from B1G1, and uh, B1G1 was, you know, also known as Buy One Give One. So that, that's why it's a little bit of a strange name, <laughs> B1G1. Um, so what it, it stands for is uh, this idea that uh, uh, every time a business is is done in the world, something great happens in the world as well. So imagine, you know. What if every time you have a cup of coffee, uh, somebody receives access to life-saving water, or every time somebody reads a book, a tree gets planted. So this is the world of B1J1, where mm-hmm. businesses can find ways to embed the effective giving activity in their day-to-day business activities. And so my organization, B1J1, uh, works with thousands of businesses and then help them make this a reality. And then together, uh, all together, since we started in 2007, those businesses have created over 220 million giving impact. Wow. 200, 200 over million. 20 million, oh, 20 giving, million. giving giving it. Ah, okay. Yeah, 220. <laughs> okay, okay. Wow, that is a lot of impact. That's really impressive. So actually, our big topic for today is um, power of business philanthropy. And I, I do know what philanthropy means, but in just in the context of business, I think a lot of people might have a misconception that it's like um, fulfilling your annual CSR target, um, which I'm pretty sure it's so much more to that than that. Um, so can you just share a little more about the real ma- meaning and importance of business philanthropy? Mm. Well, um, business philanthropy or business giving or mm-hmm. you know social responsibility. So we, we, there are many ways to say this. But it's really about the businesses trying to imagine what kind of good they, they, they can create in the world by doing what they are doing. And then, of course, like all the businesses started their businesses to add value to mm-hmm. their customers or yeah. solve certain problems. So the business activity itself is, you know, is some form of good too. But mm-hmm. in today's world, actually, when we're running businesses, there are certain uh, consequences of running our businesses, such as using the materials or uh, actually like our businesses are able to do what we do because of the, all the people in the world uh, doing what they are doing. You know, mm-hmm. farmers growing food to people working in factories to uh, people working in the transportation industry, or uh, even we are benefiting from the natural resources in other countries. So we are today uh, running our businesses in the you know uh, marketplace where web of all these connections around the world support our business. So um, business philanthropy, or you know, people might say it's about the giving back or giving right. forward or in whatever way. Um, 
businesses can today think more about what kind of good that they can help create, uh, which is beyond serving their own customers. You know, because serving customers is important because they pay you, right? Yeah. Like, so if you yeah. don't add value, mm. then your business cannot survive and thrive. But yeah. then at the same time, even the people who don't actually pay you, you are actually uh, benefiting from you know, all the other people in the world too. So we can think about how we are going to do more good. So part of it could be effective giving. You, know, you can choose to contribute a small uh, percentage of proceed or profit toward some form of social good activities and then or solve problems like environmental issues or plant trees or so businesses can do that and then another part of actually doing good in business is to really think about the actual activities of your business such as your energy consumption to what kind of waste you have or you know you are printing paper or not or how mm. you are employing people giving opportunities to people or how you are selecting your suppliers or you know all kind of things that businesses can think of so uh, business philanthropy, or uh, it could be a CSR or a social good activities. Uh, there are so many different things that businesses can do today. But the most important thing is mm -hmm. the intention behind what we do as business owners. Right. The intentions. Be right. Thank you so much for sharing, Masami. Indeed, there's so many things that they can do, like you mentioned. Um, and I think your B1, G1 model covers most of that. Um, so can you just tell us more about mm. buy one, give one, you know, it's quite a memorable name for your company and it encompasses everything that you believe uh, you stand for and that you do. So can you just tell us a little bit more about why you chose the name and also about the B1G1 model? Okay, so um, before we started the B1G1 in 2007 in Singapore, mm -hmm. I actually was running a food company in Australia. So, mm -hmm. uh, and then Previous to that, I had food companies in New Zealand. So I'm a foodie oh, and I love foodie. food. <laughs> <laughs> and so when I first became an entrepreneur like 20 years ago, my mm. natural choice of starting a business was to start a food business because I love the food and I believe that every family should be entitled to have a nourishing, happy meal with the people they love. So that's how we, I went into the endeavor of food business. And mm -hmm. at that time, there was another thing that I resonated with. Um, so this idea was that when uh, my company create any final prosperity and create a uh, profit, then I wanted to give this profit away to help people uh, who didn't have an opportunity in their lives. And mm -hmm. for me, uh, the street children, uh, issue, issues around the street kids were very, really important to me because I actually traveled around the world backpacking when I oh. you know, was younger. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I actually saw the issues, you know, young kids not going to school or working in the field. Or, so I wanted to do something about that. So for me, starting a business was a way for me to make a difference to the customer's lives, but as well as to the issue that I cared about. Um, mm. So that's what I did. But then what happened was about you know five or six years into my entrepreneurship journey and my right. food company was grow, starting to grow. Um, and at that point of time, I had a frozen food, uh, like a wholesale uh, production company that was uh, selling our product to more than 150 retail stores in Australia in three di different states. So, but 
one day I actually just paused and then I wondered um, because at that time when my company was growing, I was still too busy and mm -hmm. our company was still putting all the money back into business to try mm -hmm. to grow, you know, try. Right. Uh, so um, always I had more money to, you know, kind of spend on other things like mm -hmm. such as, oh, we need to have another freezer room or we need to have a better packaging or so then at the end of the day, we weren't making much profit. Mm -hmm. So um, I realized that if I kept going that way, maybe mm -hmm. like 10 or 20 years time, I would still be doing the same thing and saying the same thing. Right. So um, then this very simple idea came to me. Mm -hmm. um, I wondered what if I or we, our company, uh, did something small every day rather than trying to do something big in the future. Mm -hmm. So then the idea of buy one, give one, which is every meal will give a meal. And not that our company will give and deliver the meal to our street kids, but we found a way to give through an uh, experienced NGO. And then uh, it's only cost about the 25 cents. And then I thought, wow, oh my gosh, this is possible today. You know, we don't need to wait to do it in the future. So that became part of my own company. And then mm -hmm. um, about seven months after that, uh, initial realization and yeah. uh, deciding to implement this in my own company, I also realized that there were so many other business people uh, I knew who mm -hmm. cared about the different issues in the world. And they wanted to make a difference too, but didn't know how. We right. all run like small to medium sized businesses and it's tough for small businesses to do something so right. meaningful. So yeah. I decided at that time, to sell my food company in Australia and then moved to Singapore to start the B1G1 as the social enterprise to actually make it possible for small small businesses to embed giving in what they do. So um, yeah, so today we have a more than 500 projects in the world and uh, uh, yeah, more and more different kinds of businesses are joining us and they are choosing unique ways for them to give. So um, that leads to the 220 million unique impacts that have been created in the world. Right. Wow. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing about your journey, Masami. Um, you said that you sold your business in New Zealand to come to Singapore to start this. I'm pretty sure it must have been pretty scary or daunting because you, you didn't know how it was going to play out, right? But what what sort of like pushed you through to give you the courage to really just go for this idea that you believed in, especially in mm. a totally new country? You know, like what was your inspiration? What do you mm. do? Actually, like even before coming to Singapore, you know, making that big move uh, uh, with two young kids. <laughs> before then, I had many, many uh, challenging situations, and mm. we had to keep going. You know, no matter mm. what, to keep making, uh, moving forward. And for me, the source of true strength wasn't mm. really courage. When I traveled around the world as a vulnerable young backpacker, I faced so many difficult situations at that time. And it was scary at, at first too. And it required the courage for me to step right. out of my own comfort zone. But through that experience, I met so many amazing people mm. um, who helped me wherever I went. And then uh, also when I met the people who had very little, like they didn't uh, have so much money or they just didn't know whether they could feed their own family tomorrow or next week. But mm -hmm. those people actually invited me to have their 
uh, lunch together or stay at their house. And I used to think, oh my gosh, like you have so little and you are giving me the limited thing that you have. And then I used to feel guilty to receive those things. But eventually I really let go. And I realized that the world is full of amazing people with great giving spirit. and so that really touched me. So uh, when I started my business and whenever I faced really great challenge or a difficult mm-hmm. situation, then yeah. um, actually I would just reflect and then realize that, well, actually I'm very lucky. You know, I still have something. Right. I still yeah. am healthy or, you know, mm-hmm. uh, um, so compared to uh, people who have greater challenges, my mm-hmm. challenge became very small. And as a result, I didn't re- need so much courage to do anything. <laughs> I just wow! <laughs> you just totally reframed, you know, how you saw your challenges because you you decided to focus on your blessings instead. You know, you focus on gratitude, which I feel like that probably helped you in a lot of the situations. I understand you also wrote a couple of books about uh, SDG goals, um, and also one about building better businesses and the joy of love and giving. So if there was one book that you would recommend uh, everybody to read, which one would it be mm. and why? Mm. Uh, actually, if I can be greedy, can I talk about two? Sure, <laughs> of course. Yes, please yeah. feel free. Two books. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So one, one, is, one book is called The Giving Business. And you can go mm. to Amazon and just search Giving Business or Matami okay. Sato and you will mm. find my book Giving Business. And The Giving Business actually talks about the power um, of giving. And in the power of giving for businesses too, but then power of giving for our own lives. And then mm. uh, it, it actually have a lot of twists and turns because we think, oh, giving is good. And lots of people today would say, oh, I want to give back because it's mm. good for the society or something. But mm. quite often when we do giving, um, we might actually have a certain expectation like, oh, because I'm giving, I should be thanks. Or, right. you know, so there yeah. could be a lot of things that may be actually compromising the real power of giving. So mm. giving a business like uh, uncovers some like interesting discovery of giving. And uh, so if you are interested in that uh, mm-hmm. story, then uh, please do, uh, you know, go to Amazon and take a look. Another uh, book is called Legacy. And Legacy, uh, the sustainable development goals in action. So mm-hmm. this is a book that we created with 52 change makers from around the world. And actually, um, because uh, when we think about something like sustainable development goals, mm-hmm. um, and there are 17 of them, and it could sound a little bit like overwhelming. And, you know, like, so, uh, so this legacy book brings in different stories of entrepreneurs or people from NGOs or mm. uh, global leaders who are contributing personal stories in relation to different SDGs. And then it also gives some ideas about what each one of us can do to contribute toward that SDG. So mm-hmm. um, if you are interested in like discovering that kind of uh, concept, then you can search uh, legacy, sustainable development goals in action. So those are the two books. Great. <laughs> I guess for the second book, um, I think your idea was to to uh, let all these different people share their real life experiences on how they contributed to that particular SDG goal. Mm. So at least it's not so daunting, like there's 17, there's so many, where do I Mm. start, right? At least you can be inspired by these uh, individuals. Yeah, so guys, you can check them out on Amazon, am I right? On Amazon? Yeah, yeah. On Amazon, yes. Okay, and um, uh, you mentioned just now that you have a lot of 
projects ongoing all the time, I assume. Mm -hmm. And currently, I think you have more than 500 uh, high-impact projects. And I saw on your website that uh, they're labeled into eight different categories, which is quite a lot, actually. Mm -hmm. um, can you just share some of the projects that you hold closest to your heart and, uh, and why mm -hmm. a little bit more about them? <laughs> that will, that is a very tough question because I don't know if I can choose one. Uh, and I, I told you like, uh, you know, through sharing of my story, I mm -hmm. cared about uh, access to food and education mm -hmm. as one of those things. But I always yeah. felt very connected with nature since you know I was little. So I care about the environmental issues and also wildlife related issues as well, like marine life and mm -hmm. also the rainforest and eco, you know, diversity and so um, there are so many things I care about. And what happened is when we care about so many different things, sometimes it could become very overwhelming because, you know, the vastness of the issues and the variety and number of issues, like it's not something that we can personally fix, mm -hmm. right? Like solve. Yeah. Um, um, but the thing is, I think the most important thing is to realize that we are not alone. Mm. that actually if we all come mm. together and if everybody cared about the different kind of issues and they mm. came up with creative ways to tackle and deal with those issues and then we leverage on technology or the connectivity of the world then actually anything can be uh, overcome we have the power to solve all the problems that exist in our world as a humanity so um if we don't have to you know uh, worry about uh, caring about just one issue and trying mm. to fix it then mm -hmm. actually we can care about everything that's true <laughs> you made a very good point as long as um every individual do their little little part you know to make it a better world then when you come together definitely it creates an even bigger impact yeah so mm. just some advice for us that make the change you know as an sme ourselves what do you think are some of the simple things that uh, we can do or even all business businesses can adopt to transform their culture that doesn't take sort of too much effort something you know beginner steps baby steps for them to start doing so um i talked about my own story of like uh, keep going trying to achieve something big in the future and realizing that on the day-to-day -day basis, like I wasn't feel feeling uh, really empowered. So mm -hmm. in the same way, um, everything in business, you know, if we become too ambitious to try to do big thing, we have to wait for a long time to do it, or it right. might never happen because we will change our ideas mm -hmm. or situation change. So just coming to the very small bite-sized things that is very, very easy to do today, and then mm -hmm. doing that continuously and building on it is the power. So, for example, if it's, mm -hmm. it was about actually like a philanthropy, you know, business mm -hmm. philanthropy, then it's about finding small ways that we can make an impact. So in B1J1, we do mm -hmm. even things like a carbon offset, you know, making carbon offset very easy for businesses to do. So we break it down, like how much uh, carbon, you know, uh, are we consuming as an individual uh, employee of a company mm -hmm. or how much does office energy uh, consume, you know, uh, create, how much carbon that, does it create? And then to find a way uh, to offset that by planting trees or giving mm -hmm. uh, you know, rural family access to uh, clean cookware, electric mm -hmm. cookware. Or, right. um, so when we do so, actually, it's quite surprising how little it takes to plant just one tree, for example. Right? Mm -hmm. like, and then it becomes very easy to do. 
And so uh, what I do to make my day-to-day work also more meaningful, I embed giving in what I do. So mm-hmm. every meeting I have, I actually do the tree planting. Oh, so, <laughs> and, so our meeting uh, yes, after this yes. will be a tree planted. Wow, that's amazing. Yes, yes. <laughs> okay. So I, I do this regularly. Then mm-hmm. it's a small steps that leads to a bigger change. Uh, and I don't need to wait to do big Mm. things. And another thing for businesses is that if you want to become more like a socially responsible business and try Mm -hmm. to change everything all in one go, it's very difficult. But just by doing just one thing, like, okay, Mm -hmm. let's not print any more, you know, documents unless it's really required. Or uh, let's just recycle all of the packaging, you know, uh, Mm. of the boxes that we receive. Or, so if we just do something that you didn't do before and do do it uh, in a small way, so it's not too painful mm-hmm. <laughs> or too difficult, then we actually can do so. And this doing little things actually trigger new thoughts. And that can be become the catalyst of creating great culture in our businesses as well. I think it's amazing that Every meeting you have, you plant a tree. And I think I read somewhere that uh, every email you sent or something has to do something with water, if I'm not wrong. Yes. Yeah, I think I read that in an yes. article. So mm-hmm. I think every day your impact, you know, when you when you build it up over the years, is mm-hmm. it's a really big impact, mm-hmm. definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'm just curious. Yeah. Our team, yeah. team members, sorry, sorry, yeah. just, no, just on right. that. Yeah. Our team members every month, so we yeah. have a giving champion in our company. And, oh. uh, you know, we actually count the number of emails we individually send and collated oh, okay. every every single month. So mm-hmm. we actually know, uh, you know, how many emails each team member sent. And then we are not competing on who send more number of emails, <laughs> but competing on how many, like, impacts we get to create. Yes, right. Wow, okay. A little competition among your team members, but for the better good, for the greater good. <laughs> Um, Masami, I'm just curious to know your thoughts on um, mission trips because I understand that uh, of late, you know, I've seen some articles floating around saying like mission trips actually can do more harm than good and it's sort of, uh, it's sort of benefiting the people going there instead mm. of, you know, truly helping, you know, are, are you truly helping? That's the question that they're asking. Yeah, what are your thoughts on that? Mm. Um, so... In B1G1, like mm-hmm. sometimes we, we were asked by uh, donating businesses, like so-called donors, mm-hmm. uh, can we actually know exactly which project this money goes and then mm-hmm. to somehow see like, uh, or receive certain images or thank you message uh, from the people? Or right. can we have our company's name in, in, on the plaque mm-hmm. uh, on the uh, house or well, if mm-hmm. we fund the entire project? Right. You know, and they gave a lot. Like, so we get asked occasionally. Then, in that case, what we say to those people is that we actually do not facilitate these kind of requests. And the reason why is when we actually um, uh, convey the fact that the, the people who received the certain support were mm-hmm. supported by a specific donor. Then, what might end up happening is that the people who receive those support will feel that they are beneficiaries and they are the oh. ones who need to be helped, right? Like, and then there are some uh, wealthy people who can help them. Mm. So there is this like a givers and receivers like a disparity, right. and so we don't we never facilitate giving in that way because um, by working with experienced NGOs, these supports are given to people to empower them. 
right, right? like yeah. so that with just a little structured support they can create their own good right like mm -hmm. so um so we don't showcase this kind of like uh, somebody is helping others right like mm -hmm. but then when we are being able to help we are actually the beneficiaries of amazing you know giving right. opportunity yes. and then feel really grateful for what we are doing so mm -hmm. that's how like we want everybody to become a giver and then mm -hmm. everybody to also feel grateful Right. And another thing about these like a charity visit mm. trips and so on, we actually do have a one trip um, that we organize called the B1J1 study tours. Okay. And we used to do this um, once a year. And okay. uh, um, but when we actually take a group of business people to visit the various projects, we are doing this so that we can learn. Okay. We are not doing it to actually help or give, even though we, we are actually funding, you know, helping fund those project activities. Mm -hmm. So when we introduce um, uh, our group to mm -hmm. the local people, we never say these are the donors. We just mm -hmm. say here is a group of people from foreign countries who came to learn from what you are doing because we heard about the great things you are making happen. So we might help in the, you know, a uh, little bit of project activities and make mistakes and local mm. people might laugh at us <laughs> for <laughs> not being able to properly lay, lay bricks or something right. or paint or something. But this is just so that we actually create the sense of trust and connection together because this in this world today, uh, most important thing is to really realize that we are in this together. And we are here in our own unique ways to collaborate with each other so that we can create a really sustainable and, uh, you know, fulfilling world together. So that's how we would link, like, create connections um, in every way possible. Mm. I think it's so interesting that you, you mentioned um, you didn't want the people to feel like they're beneficiaries and, and that disparity. I guess a lot of us don't really think of it that way we just feel like oh yeah I'm helping I'm donating what's wrong with that you know but that's some food for thought for all of us uh, to think about the next time we think about mission trips before we end off uh, this episode I just have one last question for the youths for the young people what is one thing that you would encourage all young people to start adopting uh, in their lives every in their everyday lives you know to to start their philanthropic journey apart from just contributing to charities and volunteering mm -hmm. I think that one thing we can all do is mm -hmm. to be more kind, consciously be more kind every day. Because, mm -hmm. you know, today uh, we have a lot of connections, opportunities to connect, whether in social media or, mm -hmm. you know, through events or... Um, but the thing is, like, uh, when we have uh, so much abundance of connections, sometimes we might forget this simple thing about being kind. You know, like, mm -hmm. we might speak harshly and criticize right. each other in the open public, like, a community, uh, uh, online, you know, connections. Mm -hmm. or And those kind of things that we do might have a really huge implication in the, mm -hmm. on the other side. And we, we never know. Right, and yeah. so I think if all of us could just to be conscious about uh, finding the opportunities to be a little kinder every day, and then mm -hmm. whether or not we donate money or we do volunteering, those are additional things we could do. But that kindness alone can be really transforming. Yeah. Yes. So that's like, uh, you know, I would recommend to all of us, including <laughs> myself. <laughs> right. That's a super short and sweet answer to that question. I think kindness, the world could definitely do with a little more kindness. 
uh, especially you know nowadays with whatever is happening. Um, thank you so much, Masami, for all your sharing, your insightful um, thoughts. I think the main takeaway for me would be be grateful, always count your blessings. You know that's how it gets you through tough times. People may always have it worse than you, and also mm-hmm. secondly. Um, to take for businesses, you know, take small steps in th- instead of looking at everything as like, like a big project. So with small steps like what your company is doing at B1G1 with the emails and with the meetings, I think that's great for uh, SMEs to start adopting also if they can. Um, so to our listeners, if you want to know more about uh, how to adopt the B1G1 model or you like to give to some of the projects that Masami is supporting, please head to B1G1.com to find out more. And also head to makethechange.sg for more information on how we do business for good. And stay tuned to the next episode of Conversation of Change. Thank you so much, Masami, for sharing. Thank you.